year what's going on y'all this is that time again this is unbounded i am your host the man anthony pierce long with me i got my boy isaac what's going on dog i'm showing man i'm showing Ooh, it's been a week so it's been a week it's been a week yeah but we got a, we got some things to talk about. Is uh, so much has gone on within the last few days. We'll be talking about some football. The Super Bowl matchup is set, so we'll get into that. Also, we'll be talking about some desperations. How desperate are you? Also, music to be murdered by. Dropped this last weekend. We'll get we'll get into that uh, and why we enjoyed it, what songs we enjoyed the most. More to come along with that, but stick around and enjoy the ride. We will be right bike. Okay, so let's start off with uh, football. Sunday, this last Sunday, we had two conference championship games. We had the Tennessee Titans taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. And also we had the Green Bay Packers taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, First, we're going to talk about the Chiefs and Titans. Uh, To my surprise, the Chiefs did a really, really good job containing Derek Henry, who uh, for the last few weeks have seemed to be uh, unbeatable, he, he's unstoppable. He's been unstoppable. Two two hundred yards from scrimmage the last three games, led the league in rushing yards, all this stuff, and somehow, some way, they were able to stop him. I mean, he had he had some good plays in the first half, but during that second half, it was like he went to the locker room, never came back out. You know, the Chiefs are different. What we all had to find out the hard way. Well, not all of us. But some people had to find out the hard way. The Chiefs are a different team in the second half. Oh, I mean, look, we, we know about the offense. We we know the uh, offense has been a second quarter, second half team all year long. But I think this was the most impressed I've been with that defense. Because I remember, I remember a game where – I want to say it was a Monday night. It was either a Sunday or a Monday night game against the Colts where I think it was Marlon Mack. I, it was either Marlon Mack or Naeem Hunt. No, it was Marlon Mack. And they ran it down their throats. Pause. Wow. Yeah, I had to pause there because, you know. About to get weird. I mean – I just had to do that because you know people out here like the you know ah, that was gay type thing. But they 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 said no to that. They just stopped it. And I think yeah, Marlon Mack. It, yeah, it was him. But for them to stop Derrick Henry the way they did, and we we all knew if they could not get Derrick Henry going, they weren't going to win this game. 
because in order to stay with them, you have to keep up score wise. Yes. Because as Chisel Adonis says, it's just too easy for Patrick Mahomes because it's free real estate. He's just gonna get what he goes. He's gonna get what he's gonna get. He's gonna throw a bunch of score touchdowns. He's gonna get a bunch of yards, uh-huh. and then. That run just surprised me because I, I was like, okay, he's going to get a good 10 yards and go out of bounds. Nope. Grown man just went to the end zone. I think people forgot he could do that. Because he's so good at passing the ball. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I want to read something to you. You saw this earlier, but I, I just want to read this for the purpose of laughter. So this was from For the Win, right after he was drafted. He was drafted number 10 overall. Okay. The grade on this pick was C-. minus. The analysis reads, Colin Mahomes a project is a major understatement. He's nowhere near ready to play in the NFL, and honestly, he may never be. Between his inconsistent accuracy... Due to poor mechanics, his tendency to bail from clean pockets, and his lack of field vision, he's going to leave many big plays on the field as he creates. This was a risky pick. Who? <laughs> Who's bold enough to say that? I don't know who wrote this. I just got this from a rest from a, not a wrestling group, but another football group that I was in. So this was hilarious to read. It's like this dude really thought that Patrick Mahomes may never make it in the NFL. He, he he's inaccurate. Everything that he said about Patrick Mahomes in this in this analysis has been absolutely wrong. Improving it all from the time he stepped on the field. Even in that game in week 17, his rookie year, he looked good. And then he comes out the next year and just like, I'm going to drop 50. I'm going to drop 50 on everybody's head. 50 touchdowns. That's nothing. Oh, I'm, I'm going to miss a few games the next year for uh for quote-unquote manicures. All right, cool. I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back and start balling out. Which he did. And, and did indeed. I think if it were not for him being injured, he might have been in the conversation for MVP again this year. Oh, we all know Lamar is probably going to get that. Oh, Lamar is definitely getting it. There is no question about it at this point. But still, he he could have made a very, very good case. And again... They do it in the second quarter, and they just say, "Okay, I'm gonna let you. We're gonna let y'all get ahead, but we're gonna go ahead after that, and then we're not gonna look back." Pretty much, that's pretty because it's pretty much what happened. Yeah, I don't know how they let that happen again. This, this is this is just a story of it of their year. Remember the Oakland Raiders game, the first one. <laughs> I forget. Well, how much were they down? What week was that? Was that week two? I forget. I forget. I'm going to look it up because it was that bad. 
yes, week two. Uh, they were, I guess they were down ten points. Yep, they they spotted the Raiders ten points. Dropped twenty eight in the second quarter, and that was it. And then it was over. Then it was like, all right, we done enough. They took the L out of It was over. It was over after the second quarter, though. That's how crazy this game was. Dropped twenty eight in the second quarter, like it's nothing. They do it again. Two weeks ago, when they dropped twenty eight after after going down twenty four, so it's just like it doesn't matter when they're down; they could be down twenty four points in the Super Bowl at the fourth quarter and still and still have a chance to win that game. That's impossible. Well, I say that now. I mean, they did it. I mean, the Falcons blew a twenty five point lead. Well, the Falcons are retarded. <laughs> that too, but the Chiefs are just an unbelievably they're just unbelievable to watch like I, it's just like I don't I don't know how I don't I don't know how to explain it oh it's it's hard because <laughs> when you watch it you see stuff like that you're like okay it takes a special kind of quarterback to come back with something like this. And then you see it happening, and not only does he do it once. You think he did it once, it's like, okay, you know, that was whatever. Then he does it again. It's like, <laughs> it's like, what? How could you do There's no way he could do it. He did it again, and he does it again, and it blows your mind. Every single time. It's just like, at what point does this become an expected thing for us? And we're just like, oh, it's just Patrick Mahomes. But for right now, it's like, it's expected, but still we are all in shock of it happening. In the way it's happening, it's like a dominant thing, you know? Because it, it, it happens so quick. It's like you go down, like they go down 24 nothing. And next thing you know, you go three and out. You're trying to score to extend the lead, then you go three and out. Right. You know, then it happens again, then they score again. You get the and what and once you're ahead, you better ha- you better have a high powered offense to keep up because if you're if you're the Titans and you're not really a great passing team, you're you're done. Here's the thing about uh, here's the thing about San Francisco. They have weapons in the passing game. Just don't remind me. <laughs> Diva, George Kittle, you know, Emmanuel Sanders. Mostert. No, I mean, since we're since we're talking about them, we might as well go ahead and get to that game now and have the fact that uh we're we're talking about Jimmy Jimmy G and his weapons. Uh how many of those weapons did he have to use in this game? He didn't even use them all. He didn't Mostert use them at all. He was, Mostert was just out there, just rubbing it all, rubbing it all over, <laughs> rubbing it all over everybody. Just listen to these stats for Jimmy G: six for eight, seventy-seven yards. That was his game. <laughs> 
Like what? <laughs> like he basically had a bye week. That's bad. Hey Jimmy, I'll, I'll, I just need you to throw two passes each quarter, and after that, you're good. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna let Mostert just run all over them like it's nothing and get 220 yards and four touchdowns off of 29 carries. Which is exactly what they did. Kittle had one catch, 19 yards. Debo had two catches, 46 yards. But Debo had 89 total yards in this game. I was talking to I was I was talking to one of the kids in school today, and we were talking about the we were talking about the 49ers. I was like, they have three and a half running backs. Oh, you're talking because Debo is one of them. Debo's a half running back at this point. Pretty much. Because they used him out of that jet sweep. They go jet sweep. Even though the uh the little shovel pass is considered a pass, is basically a run out the backfield. Pretty much. Like that's most of what Debo does. Then he'll he'll beat you, he'll take the top off on on you for a second. But like most most of his biggest plays are all jet sweeps and shovel passes. He had that huge touchdown against us in week 17 off of Jet Sweet. There you did. So this is it's gonna be a very interesting game. The the Packers just stood no chance from, from beginning to end. They couldn't stop Mostert. And, and the O line just didn't give Aaron Rodgers the time. He got sacked three times, threw two interceptions. They tried like defiantly to stop him, and he failed miserably. They failed miserably to stop that guy. They couldn't do it. But here's the thing: I'm not going to. I'm not. We're not going to go into predictions this week. But look at uh, look at the majority of the games that the the 49ers struggled to win in. The games that they really struggled the most in against Seattle both times. Though both of those games were struggles. Because you guys are you. I mean, yeah, but here, here, here's the look at the similarities. They struggled against the Chiefs, not the Chiefs. They struggled against the uh, the Cardinals. The Cardinals, I want to say, at least on one occasion, they had the chance to win the game. They might have had the chance to win both of them. They struggled. They could. They didn't beat the uh, the Ravens. They struggled against the Ravens. The container. Oh, sure. I thought, I'm sorry. I was walking in the next field. I thought Ronda Rousey was up there, but it was Tika Knox. <laughs> freaked out for a little bit. So, what do all these teams have in common? The the the, char, uh, the Seahawks, the Ravens, the Cardinals. And no, it's not their birds. I was going to say, you said the Seahawks, the Ravens, and the Cardinals, and they all have mobile quarterbacks? Yes. What do the Chiefs have? A mobile quarterback, a very like sneaky, fast mobile quarterback who, for some reason, nobody can get his hands on. And I think that's going to be the thing. They they have a dominant r- r- pass rushing team. Uh, yes. I'm gonna say it right this time: Nick Bosa, yep. uh, the Forrest Buckner, uh, D Ford is D. back. Cool. And oh wow, D Ford is in the Super Bowl this year after what happened last year. Wow. <laughs> 
I guess it's old team at that. How how about he, that? He was playing. It's because he and now he he's in there. Because, now he plays for the other team. That's be interesting. But and on top of that, that secondary has to do with a track team. Like you're talking, you're talking about the the Jamaican track team and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, and Nicole Hard, Nicole Hardman, Hardman, uh, Tyree, Tyree, Tyree Hill, a cheetah. I mean, he's literally a cheetah. Uh, Damian yeah, Williams Damian is Williams. fast. The whole that whole his all his weapons have speed. And then Travis Kelsey, but you know he's not built like that. He doesn't need the speed. He he's so big that he's going to be open. What are you going to do? Double him? Like, and I I, I do know that the uh, the 49ers play that cover three because Seahawks played cover three and we had Sherman. So would that help? Who knows? I mean, it's, you're still dealing with the fastest players in the league right now. I mean, Sherman was getting out. I mean, Sherman got burnt by Devontae Adams, so you never know. I don't know if you call that burn. I think of burning somebody. I think of you, you, you outrun them and then you score. Well, he got beat. That's what I think when I think of burning. I, I'll say he got beat. But Sherman is still one of the best corners in the league. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I got nothing but love for Sherman. Of course. That's my dog. He, he was LOB. Like I say, I still got love for Earl. They they are the reason why my team has a ring. Go back and look at that forty three eight blowout in the Super Bowl, and you'll you'll see why. Oh, Russ didn't have the greatest game. It was just the defense did everything, and it just made his game that much easier. And it made him look better. So I mean, I forget that. On some other football news. Eli Manning uh, was just announced today that Eli Manning is retiring from the NFL. Yes. So yeah, I would like to uh, extend my extend my biggest thank you to uh, one of the football heroes, uh, two time football hero. Yes, he is a hero for what he did. Both times beating the Lolly Lulelo Patriots. The cheaters. So definitely thank you for that, Eli. Uh the rest of that, uh and your vintage Eli Manning interceptions yes. will always live on for us. So definitely Godspeed to you and um enjoy retirement. You you question. Did he do enough to uh to etch his name into the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I I don't know. Because uh, the um, the rings he has were both against, I don't know, I think it's the fact that those two rings and the fact that they were both against supposedly the best team in the league. You know, well, I he did beat be an undefeated Patriots team, so, I mean, that's a good point. I know, that's what I'm saying. I think, I think that might make the difference. I think this one might make the difference. Fair point. I don't know. I think I don't think he's a first ballot, but I think down the road, I think he does get in. Maybe when we're like forty. 
And then we'll be telling our kids about Eli and how he defeated the Patriots on two separate occasions in the Super Bowl. When nobody expected him to do it. Yep. yep. We are going to tell our stories, our kids about him. Well, you will. I, 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 and look, I chose the Giants to win both of those games, too, so I'm proud of myself. I did the first time because I really hated the Patriots. But now it's like, you know, now I'm not sure. I didn't hate them as much at that point. I, I just kind of had a feeling that they weren't going to have them go undefeated. Yeah. I, just, I just knew it. But uh, what else football has happened? Um, I don't want to talk about clowns uh, today. Okay, never mind. What, um, well, you had something about a clown, didn't you? Well, I, I mean, you, you asked if we had anything football. I said, well, that technically is football. But... I mean, well, his agent uh, left him, if that means anything. That's, that's funny in itself. Right. I mean, the agent that's been known to uh, <laughs> to speak for some of the biggest divas as receivers. Yeah. That's uh, hilarious. Kind of shocked me. Uh, oh, uh, we can do some basketball. Zion Williamson debuts. Oh, uh, yes. He does debut tonight, doesn't he? Yes, he does. I yeah, might be that. turning that on just to see how he plays. Same. Same. Uh, also, Duke is dropped. Duke is in Duke's mass right now. You're you're disappointing. Duke ball. No I'm joking. Also, uh, Conor McGregor won his fight. Oh, oh my gosh! I saw the fight, and I sincerely apologize for anyone who wasted their money on that. I do too. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry. You you should have just waited like me and just saw it on face on Twitter. I don't know which was more funnier, that fight or the uh, Ronda Rousey Amanda Amanda Nunez fight. Or was it the Holly Holm fight? One of those fights where she got tore up. Well, both of them, she kind of got tore up, you know. But then her but then her coming to WWE kind of made it better, I guess. Eh, depends on how you look at it. But I know I was at I was at work. I'm not gonna make fun of somebody who can beat my ass. That's just me. Oh yeah, she can beat both of us with like no problems at all. So exactly. Like, well, like you remember that scene in Entourage? Remember that movie? Vaguely. All right. Well, I'm gonna send you a clip. I'm gonna send you a clip from the movie Entourage, and I'm thinking maybe I could probably survive this. Now I'm gonna show you. But anyway, yeah. As that happens. But yeah, uh I I would definitely be afraid of Ronda Rousey. Thanks, Facebook. Shout out to Biggie Langston for being one of the funniest human beings on the planet. Oh, no, you talking about the podcast? Yes. I I hope nobody saw me literally dying in my car listening to him talk about that. Like, I'm in the car, banging on the wheel, trying to not honk at anybody because I am in tears. <laughs> like, his dream match is him and Goldberg because big, meat, meaty, sweaty men slapping meat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it was even worse seeing him say it and it's like when they put the video out that made it even worse. Yeah. 
Because <laughs> he's so serious about it. Like, oh my gosh. He's like, 100% serious. If, if you would have told me in 2014. If you would have. Right. If you would have told me in 2014 when I first saw Big E, when he was Big E Langston and he was doing the five count in NXT. That he would be the funniest thing in the WWE right now, outside of R Truth, I would laugh at you. Right now, it's R Truth and Big E, the funniest two things in WWE. Um, you sure you don't want any more NFL news before we get back to the comedy? Uh, yeah. What's, what, what else you got? Uh, it's clown related. Though. Okay, let's talk clowns. Uh, an arrest warrant, according to ESPN, an arrest warrant has been issued for Antonio Brown for, uh, let me see, wait till it comes up. It says an arrest warrant has been issued for Antonio Brown in a case of uh, felony charge of bat- burglary and battery. The charge relates after an incident outside of Brown's home where a moving truck driver alleges he was assaulted by both Brown and his traitor, trainer. The trainer, Greg Holt, was arrested yesterday um, for felony burglary and battery charge, and he posted $20,000 and he was released. They made several attempts, the police made several attempts to question Brown about the incident, but he locked himself inside of his house. Apparently, before the alleged battery outside of the house, uh, Brown threw a rock <laughs> at the truck driver. Um, the documents they say uh, Brown forced his way into the driver's side of the main cabin they had to physically strike the driver after a disagreement over payment. He was then restrained by his associates. Brown remained in or near his home throughout the day on Wednesday. Now police have a warrant to go in his home to arrest him if needed. He uh, allegedly refused to pay the $4,000 fee initially, causing the driver to attempt to leave with the property still in his truck. But that's when the driver said Brown threw the rod that day, causing paint damage to the driver's side of the truck. The driver then called the police to report the damage. He said uh, an argument ensued. Uh, he said that he agreed to pay the fee plus the damages he caused. But upon arrival, Brown, Brown uh, refused to pay more. As the driver dropped, came to drop off the goods, the moving company told the driver to drop off the goods because Brown, Brown agreed to pay the damages. But uh, but upon arrival, he paid the fee and refused to pay more than $4,000. Mm. Um, I'm sorry, Glenn Holt is the name of Brown's trainer. Uh, let me see. He said, like, neighbors told the... He told ESPN that they've been fed up with the antics from the home, including multiple police encounters this month, like including the one back to, with, I guess, his baby mama trying to steal one of his cobs from the town. So, so that's what's going on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My coworker is hilarious. So I just saw it on Facebook, and his his caption to this is, it's Ben's fault. It's because that 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 was his whole thing when he was in Pittsburgh. Is all it was always Ben, 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 this, Ben, that. Uh, anyway, back to the comedy. Biggie's hilarious. Big 
<laughs> like I encourage all of you, whoever's listening, if you have Twitter, go on Twitter and find the video. Just look up Biggie Langston, Biggie on Twitter. It, you'll find that video. It is hilarious. Goldberg even commented on it and said, <laughs> he said, like, I have, for the first time in a while, I have no words for this. <laughs> he, he didn't know how to react to that. I wouldn't either. Like, what? <laughs> but I want to get to some desperate talk. I, I, I just want to talk about desperate. Like, how, how desperate are you for something? So just hold tight. Right. We're, 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 I, I, just, I just want you to ponder on that just for a second. How, oh, and the Raiders are now the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, yeah. Shout out to them. Uh, they, they didn't change anything. So good. Yeah. But really think it should be in L.A., but. It's too many teams in LA already. But how how desperate? How much do you want something? How desperate do you need to be to want something? So okay. I'm gonna leave that on you for a second. <laughs> all right. So I may have asked that question in all kinds of wrong, but it doesn't matter because I, I just want you to think about this. If you are an established artist. Mm-hmm. And you're quote unquote neck and neck with an upcoming artist who has dropped what seems to be his debut album. Mm-hmm. And you're neck and neck with this guy at the number one spot. How is that going to make you feel? Nothing. Uh, well, let, let me let me tell you how these two individuals took it upon themselves. Okay. So let's start off with the first person that uh, came up to the situation, uh, Mr. Justin Bieber. So, just a backstory: Roddy Rich. You ever heard of Roddy Rich? I have not. Uh, yeah, Roddy Rich is uh, a he was in the uh, freshman class. One of the ones I was telling you about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that one. Is it the one with YB and Corday? Uh, n- no, this was the... Was he? Yeah, he was there with YB and Corday. Was Corday in his last one? Yes, I think so. No, Corday was with, uh, the, was with uh, Ski Mask. He was in there with the baby and... um. Meg Thee Stallion, which my 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 top three in that were Meg Thee Stallion, Roddy, and Baby. So, mm. wait, Cord, Cord, no, Corday, what? I think Corday was in this group. Yeah, it was Corday, uh, the Baby, Meg, and then um, Roddy Rich. All four of them were got or, or people that I listen to on the regular. Not 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 as much on Megan Thee Stallion, but she's dope. Uh, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm gonna send you a video, and we got to talk about this next. Okay, so Roddy Rich dropped his uh album. Uh, make sure I can say it right. I like the album actually. I I am actually a fan of Roddy Rich. I first heard about Roddy Rich with um right before Nipsey Hussle died. He did a song with Nip, so he dropped his album. Please excuse me for being antisocial. 
I believe they are from the same set as well. I think I think he is a Rolling Sixties crip. But uh, the song that really got hot for Roddy in the song in his album was "The Box." If you haven't heard it, it's the song that goes. That's the beat. Well, that's part of the beat. Huh? The song is dope. I, I I can't I can't get enough of it. It's I have to listen to it every time I go to the gym. It just gets me hyped. So the song is dope. The album is actually pretty dope too. Speaking of albums, we gotta get into a real good album that Oh yeah, we'll we'll definitely get there too. All right, so, so, we'll the page. so the box was a is a number one song. But uh Justin Bieber wasn't like liking that. He wanted to he wanted his song to be number one. His song is named Yummy. Ew. <laughs> so evidently he was telling his fan he was like on Instagram live bringing his fans on asking them if they stream Yummy. They keep streaming Yummy because he wants number one. They stream it overnight. Keep it on repeat. Blah blah blah. Because Roddy Rich is number one. First of all, um, <laughs> this is no shot at anybody, but I'm not gonna take a song seriously if I'm if a man names a song called Yummy. I'm just saying that. For I listen to the song as trash. Oh, of course. I had to watch it out with the box again. That was the. I'm a lazy. Um. So the song was not it. Uh. So, Justin Bieber got dragged on uh, Twitter for it. Now, recently, Selena Gomez. She drops her album, and then she goes on, I think it's Instagram, and a story saying that I'm usually not about numbers. And I said, I said when people come out, they say, I'm, not, I'm usually not about something. You already know they're about to be on or something. So she's like, I'm using that once about the numbers, using that about uh, number one sales and everything, but I'm neck and neck with a artist, which was obviously Roddy Rich, and she she pretty much told her fans to go stream her album because she wanted it to be number one. Eventually, she did get number one. I mean, eventually, she did get her number one spot. But the fact that she had to pull all this in order to get that number one spot was hilarious to me. I'm going to pull these numbers up for you. Selena Gomez. This is just Instagram. No, this is actually Twitter followers. 59.6 million followers on Twitter. Justin Bieber. Let's see how many followers Justin Bieber has. 108 million followers. You want to take a while? Guess how many Roddy Rich has? Seven hundred seventy thousand. Not even a million. And the funny thing is, for both of them, he went onto his Twitter and said. Stream their albums. Uh, five days ago, he said, "Stream Rare" by Selena Gomez. Fire emoji. 
January 11th, he put Stream Yummy by Justin Bieber. Flex emoji. So obviously, he's the one that really does not care because he's making his already. Roddy is putting in a lot of work, and I, 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 I respect his hustle, and I like his music. It's like he can spit, but he, he's more of a, he's more of a, he's more of a melodic artist, and I, I've come, I've come to appreciate that style of rap more. Oh no, no, no! You're thinking of uh, YK Osiris. The one that looked like a uh, armadillo. Okay. He okay. <laughs> he looked like some kind of Pokemon. No, that that's uh that is YK Osiris. But I, I just I just looked at all that happening, and I just it was like, are you that whack to where you have to? Beg people to stream your music because you're losing to a guy that has a fraction of the of the following that you have. It's time to get controversial. And here here's my here's my thing. Hip hop is the most popular brand of music now. Guess who? Guess who? Guess who is responsible for that being happening? Uh, Eminem, Kanye, Jay. I was gonna say white people. Oh, um, <laughs> I think technically or literally. I mean, I mean, technically, literally, technically, the white audience. Uh, no name actually said that she's going to stop making music because. The music that she's making was suited for the black audience, but the black audience doesn't come to her shows to listen to her music. So she's making music for people that don't, the people that are showing up to her concerts is not even who her, her music is directed to. So she feels some type of way about it. Is that why she freaked out in that video? You were trying to say? Yes. Basically. Okay. And. Here's the thing. Before and don't get me wrong, I thought the Eminem album was great. This is probably his best album I've heard in a while. I'm saying, no, we're gonna talk about gonna break it down. Oh yeah, we're we're gonna break it down. But this is just a synopsis of the industry as a whole. Okay. I'm pretty sure that when the numbers come out, his numbers are going to make. Roddy Rich or whoever other artist dropped music this this last week. Uh, the Dreamville uh, director's cut came out the same day. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure uh, music to be murdered by was doing crazier numbers than what Dreamville was doing. And I I remember in high school. Where I was talking to kids, like, I don't listen to rap, but Eminem. Of course. Naturally. But it, it it never hit me because during that time when we were in high school, how many other not not how many other white 
rappers were out at that point? I think a year later, we had uh, Machine Gun Kelly came out a year later. Matt Miller came out. Malcolm Moore, I I don't care for Malcolm Moore, I'm sorry. But somehow he beat, oh, oh, we could use Malcolm Moore. He beat Kendrick Lamar, good kid Matt City, and got a Grammy. I don't know how, but it happened. There's a lawsuit going on about that, actually. I wouldn't go that far. No, there is a lawsuit. There's a legit lawsuit about it. And that's where they take it too far. Somebody is suing the Recording Academy because of the fact that Mac Miller... Somebody is suing the Academy, the Recording Academy, because of the fact that uh, Mac Moore went over to Kanye and uh, because they're saying they're not making out as black black artists anymore. And the credit. But we already know how that goes. There, there have been so many artists that deserve that recognition that have never won that award. J. Cole lost his Grammy to Bond Iver. Who the heck is Bond Iver? Nipsey Hussle lost his, lost his to, uh, to uh, Cardi B. That too. I'm sorry, she would not be in last year. Nobody's complaining about that. No, right no, they're not. They should be. Should raise hell about that, actually. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, now I don't think it's going to be eligible. But I, I haven't even seen who's... Uh, I'm not even bothered by the Grammys this year. She got album rock, rap album of the year. You know how disrespectful that is? You know what's disrespectful? The fact that it took Billy Ray Cyrus... To have Lil Nas X's song be considered country music. That's fair. That is, that's fair. It's, a, it's a lot of politics that go into the music industry. Politics is just everywhere you go, and it, it, it sucks. But to, it, it just felt like they just look so, going back to the original story here, they just look so whack doing this because it was like, it seemed like they were desperate. Desperation will make you do crazy things, man. Like, why are you going on IG Live and bringing your fans on and pressuring them and just, like... Why Why would you even go up there and just, like, did you stream my music? Did you stream my music? That's about as bad as... Little day day down the street saying, Hey bro, go stream go uh go listen to my SoundCloud. Hey bro, you listen to my SoundCloud. Like, that's stuff you expect from Lil' Data down the street. Not Justin Bieber. What Lil' Day Day down the street? Because you know Lil' Day Day down the street is a black man that ain't got nothing, okay? I could have said Pookie and Peanut, but that was from um, House of Pain. I think Little Day Day down the street is better anyway. That's that's gonna be my uh that's gonna be my thing now. Little Day Day down the street. That's his full name too. That's his whole rap name. Yes, Little Day Day down the street. 
that that is my also ego now. When I finally make my rap song, Lord Day Day down the street. <laughs> oh my God! You ready to get to this Eminem? So, so Friday morning, um, uh, we woke up to a surprise. Well, I woke up to a surprise. I woke up at four o'clock in the morning to <laughs> discover that my top rapper in history, um, my top five, number two being Kanye, and I found out that he released an album. A new album called Music to be Murdered by, based off of Alfred Hitchcock. And uh, it, it was it was special. It had good features on there, and Anderson Pop, Ed Sheeran was on there, um, uh, Young Ma was on there, which kind of surprised me. M.A. Was, young M.A., I'm sorry. Yeah, I made that mistake too. Her fans obviously hate it when you say Ma. Ah, got a slaughterhouse on there. Oh, by the way, uh, Zion Williamson is about to make his debut. The game is on right now. Just want to let you know. Was it? It was slaughterhouse minus Joe Budden, right? Because uh, Joe Budden is yes. mad at Eminem. Well, even though here's the thing, Joe Budden was mad. He did give praise to the Eminem to the album though. He did praise the album. That's a shock. Props to the album. I know it's the same thing I said. But he still he respected the album even though he got beef with it. So with M. So the Anderson Park was on it. Uh, Q Tip was on it. Royce Defina, King Crooked. Um, so basically, the rest of Slaughterhouse. Yeah, Slaughterhouse and members of Shady. Um, kind of surprised Yellow Wolf was on it, but I want to like that. I was definitely surprised by. Yeah, because I know he's still a part of Shady. Wait, was Joe? I didn't see uh, Ortiz appear. Now that I think about it. Yeah, no, I think he was on. He was. I think he was. He was on. uh, You gonna learn? Okay, because Ortiz is my favorite uh, Slaughterhouse. Yeah, Ortiz was on You Gonna Learn, whereas my favorite song Yaya is M. Yo. All right, that look. That's one of my favorite old rap songs, "Hoo Ha" by Busta Rhymes. Uh-huh. And when I heard "Ya Ya 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 Ya," I was like, "Oh snap!" I almost lost it in the gym. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was like that. Um, so definitely, I'm gonna definitely give the album like a. Easy, easy eight out, uh, eight out of ten. No, I agree. I kind of wish there was more. Uh, it got dark in places. Oh yeah, the album got dark. I mean, you have to come to expect that with him, but it got dark. Like, I think "Stepdad." <laughs> that was probably one of the darkest songs. Yeah, I've he was trouble killing stepdad. And then uh, that, and then. Um, darkness, but darkness had a point to it, though. Yeah, darkness was pretty much about the uh, the mass shootings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. 
that's why I understood it, but still, it was still, still pretty dark. But yeah, stepped it easily, stepped at it. That was just, I was, was uncomfortable listening to that song. I'm not even gonna lie, it was uncomfortable. But I've I've always found Eminem to be a mixed bag of his music. I mean, you look at stuff like Fack. Like, I, the first time I listened to Fact, I was like, bro, what is he talking about? Why Why is this a song? He'll go from that, and then he'll give you Infinite. Well, Infinite came before Fact, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, he, so it's like you'll have a, a Stan or a Haley song, and then you have, like, Fact or something like that. It's like, it's... So, it's he'll bring out a feel, he'll bring out, like, a without me. Right. But for me, the the question I had going into this album was nobody can deny the fact that Eminem is easily one of the greatest rappers of all time. But I think there is a a good, uh, there's a distinct difference between being able to rap and being able to make music. If everybody that could rap could make music, that would mean Jadakiss would be a lot more popular with his music than just rapping. That would mean Papoose would be a better art would be have more respect as an artist instead of just being, oh, he's he got fire he got fire versus everybody else's beats. Same thing for Montana three hundred, same thing for uh King Lowe's. Dudes like that. They're they're amazing artists. They're they're amazing rappers. Bar for bar, top notch dudes. Now go back and name me one of their songs that they made. I'm gonna say Sharrack by uh, Montana Three Hundred was amazing. What song? The remix, Sharrack uh, remix. Yeah, I'm gonna read you a stat. I want to read you a stat as soon as I find it. Oh. But that that was just my thing. E- even looking into it, but going into this, I was like, okay, he answered that question. Because not only is he's not only is his rapping still as good as expected when it's coming to Eminem, but musically, this is the first album in forever that has replay value for me when it comes to him. Like the last few albums, I was to it once. I was like, "All right, cool, he can rap." What's next? Rap with somebody. Like he's the type of person that I would be afraid to have on my beat. Because look yeah. look at the songs that he was on of other people's beat. Uh what was it? Uh Forever? Was it Forever? Yeah. When he went on Forever, he easily killed everybody on that beat. Well, because the thing with him, I think people kind of realize is I think Busta when I don't know if you heard the song called Calm Down with Emma Busta. And um, when he dropped it, Busta was talking about the process and he said he had to send the beat to M. He sent the beat to M and was like, he's like, you know, you know M, like he's going to, if he don't like the beat, he's not going to do anything with it. You know what I mean? It's not even that, but it's like, he's got to, He's gonna look at it, you know. He's gonna study it his way. Oh yeah. You know? And then, and then he'll send you something like he'll send you like 
however many bars, because I think he wanted like 60 bars, because the verses, that song, the song was only two verses long. It's Busta's verse, which is really long, and there's M verse, which is really long. But both of, both of their flows, like, similar. <coughs> you know, because I think Eminem can really match anybody's flow in the game, except for maybe Andre 3000, but we'll see. I still think Andre 3000 is the best rapper alive. I got a bar for bar. I haven't heard him in a while. I think that's got to be what it is. I haven't heard Andre in a while. And don't sleep on Big Boy either. Just let you know. Do not sleep no, on Big, Big Boy. Boy's good. I know Big Boy's good. Because Big Boy, I think Big Boy and Three Stacks are like neck and neck. Like everybody talks about how great Three Stacks is, but then like sleep on Big Boy. Like that's like. That's like me saying, oh, Olu is great, but Wild Great is just like left in the dust when Wild Great is just as good as Olu from Earth Game. I'm going to read you this stat. I'm going to read you this picture of somebody sent me. This is, a, this is at Hip Hop by the Numbers on Twitter. It says, Eminem switches his flow. 131 times on music to be murdered by. 131. That's one flow switch every 21.1 seconds or nine bars. 7.7 flow switches per song. The most, the most on the album is 12, and that's in Farewell and Marsh. The least three in the song Premonition, which is the opening song. According to this, to the technician, there's, according to the person who studied this, he counted, this person counted 30 unique flows in each song. Wait, he, he went, he went crazy. Yeah. And then somebody comments, he says, he's to rap what Money Mayweather is to boxing. The best of fundamentals and technician and technicals in the game, but just isn't everyone's favorite. Exactly. Per- perfect. That's literally what I was saying. Is Eminem is calling Eminem Floyd Mayweather? And when you put it when you put it like that, it makes perfect sense. He's not wrong. I mean, like I said, I have nothing but respect for Eminem. I I know how great Eminem is, but Eminem is not the type of person I'm going to sit down and listen to every day. Because that's just not the style that I want to listen to. Now, there's some songs on this album that are easily going in my rotation. Oh yeah, I have here. Actually, let's go through that. What song? What song did you pick from this album? Yeah, yeah. Let me pick. Let me find it. Anything was anything was uh with Slaughterhouse. I know that's the same thing for me. That was the same thing for me. But I've, I've been a slaughterhouse guy for a while, so that's just me. Well, I found Royce in uh, Writer's Block. Let me see. So I put. I, I go back and listen to slaughterhouse mixtapes because that's how dope they were. I have a uh, premonition, evil murder, yaya, look it up, lock it up with Anderson Park, and uh, I will. Those are the songs I got. Oh, and I also put Lady Gaga applause on there. That's all that's awesome. Don't judge me. I love <laughs> Lady Gaga. Judging. But yeah. 
I was trying to think about what because I saw because I just saw a picture of Lady Gaga. I was like, you know what? She's really pretty. It's like, wait a minute, what song do I like by her? And I thought about paparazzi, poker face, and I'm like, What's up? look at the uh, ch- look at the music video "Chilling" by Wale. That's when I realized Lady Gaga was actually cute. No, without all the makeup and crazy stuff, her hair down, she was gorgeous. Oh yeah, I, f- I found that out like over ten years ago. This is right after her meat suit uh thing. Yeah, she used to she used to be she used to be wild. You know, but you know. But yeah, um definitely it's it's definitely gonna uh hold hold its weight when it um uh, when the rest of the albums come out this year because we have another J. Cole album to come out this year. We have uh Kendrick's coming out with something this year, so it's going to be really interesting to see where this album stands when the rest of these projects come out and within the coming months. And, huh? Uh, Mac Miller's posthumous album. It was actually pretty good. You know, people are going to feel about that. So I didn't. I didn't hate it. I didn't. I didn't listen to it. Not because. I, not because. Just Mac was never. He was just never one of my favorites. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and that's that's just all personal preference. You know, I do like the fact that he hated Donald Trump, so you know, I like that. So I was something we can agree on. I see a lot of weird stuff in this uh weird at weird articles in this uh chat. Are we going to talk about the weird stuff? Like weird how? Uh, Orlando. Oh yeah. That. All right. So, are we going to do? Are we really going to do this? Yeah. Let's, let's get it. To okay. You. I guess. All right. So, I don't know why you do this to me. Did you send? Did you watch the video I sent you from YouTube? Yes. No. So, and I saw this before you even put it in the group. I, I was just. I went. Because I had just heard about this, the the way I found out about this, I had just heard about the incident with uh, Selena Gomez and Roddy Rich, oh, okay. and I I go to the search bar for uh, Twitter, and the first thing I see trending is Orlando Brown, <laughs> and. After everything I saw with Delonte West, I was like, oh, snap. I know he's on something, so hopefully he did not overdose and die. That's my first reaction. Is he, is he okay? Because that was my reaction when I saw the whole Delonte West thing, which uh, prayers out to Delonte West. He definitely needs all the help and prayers that he can uh, take because that situation is just bad. He, he's just horrible off, like just bad off. Huh? Is he getting help? Is he getting help? Hopefully so now that everything is out in the limelight. Uh I did read somewhere that LeBron James said he's going to uh do something to try to help him as well. Wasn't there a picture of him like he had a picture of himself in handcuffs in a room somewhere? He was handcuffed outside and just talking weird. Was it like a live video? Somebody recorded him. And he was definitely high. Or something hardcore. <laughs> like, 
look at a picture of him when he was playing in Cleveland, and look at him now, you would have thought it was 30 years ago. Minus, the, like, he didn't have gray hair, but he looks like he aged. Like, we usually don't. But, let's go ahead and get to the weirdness. So, evidently, Orlando Brown claimed that Nick Cannon gave him head. Claiming, Nick, I let you suck my dick. And he constantly said, you sucked my dick. Like, I, I don't know how to fit just reading this. Because I don't, I don't know if I should believe this or not. Like, a few years ago, he was just talking about how he was giving Raven Simone the mm bop bop yeah. And it's just like, really? Like, bruh. I can't even put into words how I feel about this situation. It's chaotic. Like, it was bad enough that we had to sit here and watch Nick Cannon fail at dissing Eminem. Miserably. He's lucky. Actually, and did send them a shot back at him. I don't know if you heard it. The music could be murdered by but he did send the shot back at him. Oh, I, I got to look that up, too. But I, I would definitely catch that. But Here, here I'll look it up. Yeah, send that to me. But for him to do that, like, I, I don't want to hear a thing about Eminem for the rest of the month, and then I see that on my phone. If I was not at work, I would have thrown my phone across the room. Mm-hmm. I at work, kids are gone. So I probably should have, but the other coworkers would have probably let them like I'm crazy, not like, not like they already don't do it anyway. But that's besides the point. But I just don't know. There's a list. He 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 needs help. Same same thing that Delonte. Same thing from the Delonte West. This man needs help. Like I'm sorry, I just don't believe it. Nick might be okay, Nick so. might be down for that, but I just don't believe that he was down for that with Orlando. Yeah, I'm with you. I just wanted to mess with you when I send that part of it, just to see how. Now, somebody who uh, allegedly has been confirmed to be down for that stuff, Aaron Hernandez. Oh, do we really got to get into this? Have you so, seen the documentary yet? Because I don't, I did see Witches of the Donna saw it, and it made me laugh. Yo, I, I, I'm on board with him. I'm not trusting any Aaron's. That, well, I do have a cousin, but his name is A A R O N, so he he's exempt. No, it's wait, is his name not spelled the same? No, his his is E A R O N. All right, so it's so funny. He said Witches of the Donna said he doesn't trust any more Aaron's, right? So it's so funny because uh, the dude I'm in, well, you don't, you don't 
talk to the loan associate. <clears throat> I used to have a, a friend named Aaron, and you know, till he blocked me for reasons. So yeah, it's just really funny that you say that. <laughs> Really interesting. So, but yeah, basically everything that happened uh, about the Aaron Hernandez situation. As Chisholm Donna said, he was a terrible murderer. Yeah, killed three people mm-hmm. and did a horrible job at hiding evidence for all three cases. Mm-hmm. His uh, fiance was a horrible accomplice because. She couldn't keep her lies straight in court. They even oh, found her taking the trash out, and the box that the gun is usually in was in the trash can. They were like, oh, there's the box. Did he also say she looked like Chad Bow Wow? No, he said she looked like Bow Wow. I was dead. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here like, bro. Why are you like this chiseled Adonis? That's what I, mean, I reached out to him for another interview and uh, he hasn't gotten back to me yet. <laughs> Hold on. I, and the last thing he actually put up here is what I really want to get to because the way he explained it was the best explanation for this entire situation. Alright, go ahead. So, moral of the story. Aaron was apparently a tight end on and off the field. Had an affinity for pulling triggers, threw away $40 million, fatherhood, possible Hall of Fame career, and ended his life with more hang time than a Pat McAfee punt. I wasn't going to go that far with the whole hang time and Pat McAfee punt, but... uh. Man, we talk to the dude. You know he don't care. Oh, he he's definitely not PC at all. He could fit in my family any day of the week. But the fact that he was a tight end on and off the field killed me. <laughs> and did you see the meme I put in the group? About what? Which one? It was like the uh, dude was like this was uh, Aaron Hernandez, high school quarterback. <laughs> And if you seen the longest yard, right? Mm-hmm. So the the guy that was that played quarterback for those few drive for those few plays when um when Crew sat out, mm-hmm. and you know he was gay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he was gay in the movie. I forget who he had a thing with. Wait, you told me I remember the Titans. No, this was a longest yard. So that that's what that whole thing was about. So him and the quarterback evidently had something going on where they were. Uh, I can't think of it. You said longest yard. I cannot think of it. That was one where uh, he was in jail. Stone Cold Goldberg, Kali. I'm gonna have to find it for you. But where was I? What was I at? 
I, I, I was just, it, it was just crazy how, and the whole thing was supposed to be about leading the leading story up to him being arrested, put in jail, and then him killing himself. And somehow they found a way to put in the fact that he was gay. I think it was the most random part of the whole story because it was like, are you saying that he did this because he was gay or the fact that he was afraid that if they knew he was gay that he would be whatever? And I think the the thing that really set it off was, was his father dying. That's usually what starts it. So once his father died, I think him and his mother uh, kind of had a falling out. He would leave there. And then he would hang out with that crowd that he probably wouldn't have been hanging out with had not been for his father dying. And so everything went down there. He had an incident where he punched the uh, bartender in the face because he didn't pay his tab. Yeah, that was weird. And I think, I don't know how people didn't see that. Kill me as a Patriots. Like this dude did this stuff. And the Patriots signed with what, like a four-year, how many million dollars? Well, they didn't know about the murders after the fa- after they signed him for the 40, 40 million contract. I'm talking about the fight, the bartender. I had to be before. Well, I think that was before he even got signed to the Patriots. I think that was before he even got drafted. And we know the Patriots will will bring you in as long as you don't do it under their under their franchise. I mean, AB well, tells you that. Well, they'll, they'll also do anything under the franchise, you know what that means? Only ones that can do illegal things in the, on the franchise is uh, Bill Belichick oh, and uh, Robert Kraft. Yeah. Everybody else, you got to be uh, the Patriot way. Yep. Let us do the cheating. cheating. The Patriot way is no cheating. You players, the rest of us, we can cheat. Mm-hmm. But I still have some more to finish of, of the uh, documentary. But that, when I saw that, I, I just I couldn't even fathom how that had anything to do with why he did what he did. What well, he shot three people. One of them survived. Yeah, one like so he could have had four at least four bodies. One of them, he shot in the head, and he survived. I don't know where that person is now, but I know he survived. Oh, Keith Lee did it. Hmm? Are you watching NXT? Yeah, I'm watching it now. You said he did it? He did it. All right. Well, I guess that hadn't come to you yet, but yeah, that's awesome. Well, last week you were behind. I was behind you, so I'm surprised. At least that's spoiler alert. Really appreciated that. My fault. I I thought you had already saw it because last week I was the one that was like two minutes behind. Well, I mean, my Wi Fi has been kind of messy recently, so. Oh, my fault. Like, I missed the final segment. I, I missed the final sequence, and I see the ref bringing him to side. I was like, uh, what happened? But congratulations to Keith Lee. Uh, Oh yeah, after after what happened, Survivor Series, you knew what was coming. That's true. That's true. 
So, um, can we go back to the Eminem album real quick and talk about these diss tracks? Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, he addressed multiple people in the album, as he typically does, because he's Eminem. Um, over the course of 20 tracks, M takes a shot. He took a shot at Machine Gun Kelly, hmm. Nick Cannon, Moore Jamar, Joe Budden. He also got T Grizzly. Uh, he also put in here Earl Sweatshirt and Tyler the Creator. Why? Why did he? Why did he come in after Earl and Tyler? I I don't know. Let's start with them. Uh, okay, so apparently um, he said uh, he said in the album he said. He said, misplacing my anger enough to give Earl and Tyler, the creator, the brunt, should have never made a response to the disdain for the fake ones, them traitor response, because snakes are just C-word. Use your imagination. See you next Tuesday. Yeah. With an S on the end of it. So. Yeah, that's where he goes at Tyler, the creator. And um, he goes at T Grizzly, he says, and no talking, he says, T Grizzly came to run Detroit and dismiss M's reign in the city. Uh, the Shady Records boss finally fired back on the ukulele and saying, Grizzly lacks skills on the mic. He said, I'm too volatile and too Grizzly to bear. Yeah, it's getting weird, getting to where I can even barely even sit in the chair. I... Bust my ass for the shit, and I swear it ain't even worth this in someone I was so offbeat that they can't even figure out where the words should kick the butt and should hit the kick and the snare. That's what he said about T Grizzly. I never knew T Grizzly be an offbeat guy, though. Yeah, well. That's not like he would say it's a blue face. One thing I realized about him is like he's not going to say things. About somebody, he's not just gonna say things to stir the pot. Now I really want to know why he's what. What did T. Grizzly say about say about him? No, he said. Um, he he said. Um, he said T. Grizzly claimed to run Detroit and dismiss M's. Like he said, M no longer runs the city anymore. You no, know, this is my city. Stuff like that. You know. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. No, I just saw the final sequence, by the way. Keith Lee with the title and everything. Okay. Certainly deserves it. Okay, about uh, Lord Jamar. He said uh, he called Jamar the weak link in the former group brand Nubian. M also claims Jamar's claims that he's a guest in the house of hip-hop by saying Jamar is only fit to clean said house. It says, I am he said, I'm more than you bargained for, and I'm far more worse than a 40-some bar Lord Jamar verse. Nothing means more than respect, so when I curse, you can say I swore to protect. My image, I have zero time or regard for. I never was been claiming rap since it's not, when it's not yours. If, it, if it's anyone's house, G-Rap and Rakim would, have you, would, have, would be having you mop floors. Running the MC would be happy. 
you cleaned in sinks. Yeah, your group was off the chain, but you were the weakest link. Mm. Yeah. Then he gets on Joe Budd. On Joe Budd, he said, although Joe was a formerly a member of Shady M's, uh, Shady's record as a, of Shady Records as part of a slaughterhouse, he is now, uh, he, after taking shots at Joe, uh, his, the, the transition put uh, into a media commentator, put him at odds with him. Because everyone was like, all in on Joe leaving the label. Or I guess he didn't like the way he left the label. And he said, um, after taking shots at Joe on uh, Eminem, taking shots at Joe on um, Kamikaze, and doubles down on locking up, and he says, trying to save a Kroger. He said, "Why would I give? I would give a. I would give a fuck about a backstabbing traitor, traitor Joe for." <laughs> yeah. Uh, then he goes on end, uh, MG Ken. He says, soon after he goes on a. Um, this is where he goes after MG uh, Machine Gun Kelly and uh, and McKenna. Um, because you remember you remember Rap Double, of course, right? Yeah. And you remember how Anne responded with Kill Shot, right? Right. All right. So M views the beef as finished because he obviously won. I mean, let's be honest; he did win. You you agree? Yeah. Okay. So uh, here's what here's what he said. Here's what M said in uh. In uh, accommodating, he said, "But when they asked me if the war finished with MGK, of course it is. I cleansed him. I cleansed him of his mortal sins. I, and God of the Lord, forgives even the devil, the devil worshippers. But moving on, you know, your scruples are gone when you're born with Lucifer's horns. And then, then uh, in, in uh, Gaia, he said." I'm a sight to see that you can see from the ring of wearing. Me and this game, we already got we got married already. Had the prenup ready. Gunner, you should have should have seen her belly. She was she barely was three months pregnant. Which had it gave it gave me a baby and we named it Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> and then on uh and then on no regrets. And on our regrets, he addresses uh, both M and McCannon. Actually, he in this time, this is the only time he addressed McCannon. He said, "For some adversaries, I carry big guns. Some targets, some targets that get the kill shot. Some I just barely nick them." <laughs> and then, uh, and then on a. Uh, when MG, when MGK talked about M's daughter, right? Yeah. So this is how he responded. He said, they talk about my daughter. Daughter's hoping I fly off the handle because my first thought is to trample and ride a thousand bars. Sometimes it's like dropping ammo on House of Cards or Godzilla squashed a crouton, combat boots on, or dropping a, a nuke bomb on top of an anthill. Can't do it now, so... Yeah, those are the disses, various disses, and uh, music to be murdered by. Pretty incredible. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. I'm about ready to wrap this up, because I got to get ready to go to bed. I'm trying to wake up in the morning, and I'm tired. Yeah, me too.
So uh, let's go ahead and get to our uh, our last thoughts here for tonight, and then we'll be on out of here. All right, what you got? What, what, what's the last thing you got to say? My final thoughts are simple. Um, kids these days. <laughs> kids these days. They're, uh, they're something else. There's something else. Indeed. And I'll, discuss, I'll discuss that later. Next, next, next show, we'll discuss why kids are something else. My final thoughts are always... Uh, Keep God first. Peace, love, pop starts. Mm-hmm. See y'all next week. Um, Bowl Sunday will be after this coming Sunday, and then we'll get we'll start, we'll talk some Super Bowl next week. So definitely stick around for that. Who knows where else we go? There's um something crazy is bound to happen every week. So definitely stay safe out there, and we'll see y'all next week. Um, Deuces. Uh-